This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say. What's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half time. But I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. Hello and good afternoon or good evening or whatever you're listening to it and welcome to the Wednesday week Hello from the Other Side edition. My name's Dan Fudge and with me today I've got Dan from the Yellow Block. Upcoming is the first leg of the playoff away at Peterborough or Posh with uh, the young Ferguson in his 17th stint in charge of the club. I've, I've lost count now, I don't know what's happening. How will we fare down at, uh, I've forgotten the name of the bloody ground, how will we fare down at Peterborough? Will we uh, will we get a nil-nil draw? Will we get an absolute stonewall nil-nil nonsense? Or will it all happen? Stick with me and let's find out in the next 20 minutes. Dan, how are you, pal? You all right? Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. How are you? Not so bad, not so bad. Listen, I'm going to get it out of the way early doors. I'm going to go and say that the uh, the socials from your club in terms of the uh, the Mr Bean promotional video is one of the greatest social media posts I think I've seen in the in a good few years it's it's a nice change to be honest because normally our social media is dire um if i'm if i'm perfectly honest we we've lacked for a long time and and they've sort of tend to to steer clear of peterborough altogether half the time and, and go for the classic players like ivan tony and sort of you know if he does well we'll, we'll send something out on socials and and, and sort of milk it well, I, I tell you what, I mean, it's, it's not exactly a masterpiece, don't get me wrong. It's literally just some logos on there, on a video that's already made. But I, honestly, I, I my favourite part about it was the shithousing with, uh, with the Cambridge logo just stuffed in the corner on when he starts uh, loading it up at the people in coach. Quite quite enjoyed that little that little nod there. We can't do that because Sheffield United are going to be playing uh, Premier League football next season. Yes. So, uh, you know, the less, less said about that, the better. So, um so tell me, tell me about your running. Tell me about sneaking in the playoff. Sneaking in might be, might be, you know, a bit of a, a bit of a jibe, but I, I genuinely don't mean it that way. Tell us about getting in the playoffs. Did, did you see it come in? When did you start to believe? No, you, you nailed it in one. Um, we, we snuck in. I started believing in the 82nd minute of the Derby game on the final day. Um, that, that's when I sort of started <laughs> saying, oh, we might actually do this. Um, no, we had plenty of chances to sort of give ourselves a, a little bit of a foothold in sixth position or, or maybe even fifth at one point, uh, especially in the last five games. 
and we yeah. kept bottling it. Um, I mean, we lost to Cambridge in the big rivalry game, which was, oh, God, yeah, don't even want to think about it. It'd be like you losing to, to United. <clears throat> um, and, yeah, just that, that was horrible, and that was, like, with five games to go, and then we didn't win against Oxford, we didn't win against um, Bristol Rovers, you know, and their games that really, if you if you want to be qualified for promotion in, in any sort of way, you need to be winning those kind of games, don't you? Um, so mm-hmm. I, I thought it was dead and buried with with two left, and you know we got lucky. Um, you, you did a, a number on Derby for us, which we needed, and, and we managed to get something at Barnsley. So happy days. At um, at your end, were you were you aware of our? Uh, burgeoning recent rival with Derby County. Did you were you aware that we would genuinely want to get one over on them, especially if it cost them promotion? No, I didn't know. I, I, well, I mean, everyone hates Derby these days, don't they? It's yeah, kind of that club that everyone loves to hate. But I, I didn't know there was like a, a genuine thing between between Wednesday and, and Derby. So, uh, so what happened was the other year, the, the year we went down, um, we played them on a. Uh, I wouldn't go as far as calling it winner takes all. Uh, whoever won stayed up in the championship because we essentially the pair of us had both been caught cheating and uh, we ended up having a points deduction. Uh, so what we did to get out of uh, what they did to hide their cheating, they had Wayne Mooney prior and we got Tony Pulis in. So, you know, that's kind of paid off a bit more. Um, but their their finances got found out during the summer and then they, end up, um, they ended up with a uh, with a point deduction uh, the following the following season. Um, so they sent us down, essentially. And and the irony is that it was a it was a penalty that sent us down, and then for a penalty to to keep them down, you know, I'm all right with it. I'm you know what I mean. I'm okay. I still don't think it, it, it's as sweet if it if it, if it cost them playoffs and we'd have got automatic. If the maths had been right, then I'd have been laughing. But I, you know, it, it was already settled where we were going to be. Well, I mean, the maths should have been right, really. I mean, ninety six points is the highest total in League One history that I can remember. Certainly, that hasn't been automatically promoted. Like that's yep. ludicrous. Yep. So uh, two two large records were the were the highest point scorers of the league that's no, never been automatically promoted, and uh, we got a uh, a winning streak that the club's never seen before. So um, so so yay us! Uh, but you could knock us out in this <laughs> in these next two games. <sighs> so uh, it's it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a bitter a bitter pill to swallow. Now I appreciate that you know given the history of the two clubs, you know there's there's an element of. Uh, some of our fans could be very much like, hey, it's only Peterborough. But, uh, you know, there's also an, a level of we need to understand where we are as a club and, and, and what we do as a team. And, and and there's times, I mean, bear in mind, it's only, I think it was only really the last game, I think in the last about, I've, I've, you know, I've got the stats, I'll get it up. So in the last time, in the last uh, six times we've played, you've won four, t- four of them, right? Oh, so, I like that stat. So and and that's over like the last um, the last tw- eleven years. So in eleven years, you've played six times and won four of them. You're a bit of a bogey team of ours. And and when I look at some of the results, there was one where you absolutely smashed us. You put five pastors to our three in League One uh, twelve years ago, and then you put four pastors same season, and then and then you beat us two 0 at your place earlier on in the season. So there's been you know, Peterborough can beat Sheffield Wednesday. See, the thing is, we're tasty on the goal side. We, we've always been a scoring team. We always, you know, play attacking football unless we're at the bottom end of the championship. Um, it, it's, it's always been the defence that's the issue. And as you just said, you know, we, we score five but can see three. It's, you know, it's, it's always been a weak point in the team. But no, I, I'm glad you said that because you put me a little bit, you know, a little bit 
not at ease, but you know, it's, it's, it's tempered me a little bit. I'm, I'm happy about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give you, you know, if, if it's a crap result tomorrow, then uh, I'm going to give you a significant bit of false hope. But yeah. the, uh, but I don't think it's a foregone conclusion as what it could be on paper. For example, you know, if you're putting an accumulator on on a Saturday, you tend to bet on the club rather than the, you know, rather than the the, the current form. For example, I'm, I'm, I've lost a fortune just betting on Chelsea every single week, thinking they'll turn it around. It's Chelsea, for God's sake. And then uh, and then it never happens, you know? Yeah, but you never um, learn, do you? You continue to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, if football was that easy, I'd, uh, I'd be a millionaire every week. Now, exactly. let me uh, let, let me draw let me draw into something there. So during my rather uh, scanted in- introduction there, where I kind of forgot what I was saying, um, yeah, Darren Ferguson is on his... Um, fourth stint in in charge of your club yes fourth stint it's ludicrous (laughs) no it really is because we've in the last six managers we've had four of them have been grant mccann or darren ferguson so we just keep going back to the old you know how many times you have to sack these guys before you say enough's enough and actually get someone new in i mean neil critchley was available for christ's sake i guess i'd have taken him (laughs) <laughs> Neil Critchley is a very good coach. He um he was the under twenty three coach at Liverpool, then went to yes. took Blackpool out of the out of League One, and then and then did he go to go and be Gerard's assistant at, at uh, Villa or one of his coaches or something? Because he just kind of unceremoniously left Blackpool, didn't he? Right, right out of the uh, right. Out yeah, the it was all a bit murky, wasn't it? Like it, I don't know if he was pushed out or maybe they were paying a little bit too much, but he sort of just like you said, just all of a sudden left one day. Uh, my uh, my stepbrother is a uh, he's one of the coaches at Liverpool, and uh, they just offered him more money at Villa. And, like imagine imagine being a Championship level manager, or you can be one of the coaching team, one of Gerard's coaching team at Villa, and one pays better than the other. It's absolutely insane, isn't it? Um, so right, so um, what I wanted to drill down on then is that Peterborough under Ferguson specifically tend to be one of those clubs that you refer to like you would talk about Kevin Keegan, Newcastle team in the 90s. Just essentially score more than the other team and win every game 5-4, right? So, have you seen a... Who was... uh, Because Ferguson's not been in charge all season, has he? No. So, we had Grant McCann for the first half of the season. Um, Yeah. It was hit and miss. Our away form was dire um, and our home form was very inconsistent. Um, And the board finally said enough's enough in uh, in January after the New Year's, uh, New Year's Eve game. So I think we were, uh, I want to say eighth, maybe ninth at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Within, I want to say, three hours of the announcement of Grant McCann getting sacked, Ferguson had been announced. Um, it had already <laughs> been on Twitter for days that he was coming back. Um, so, yeah, just same old, same old, I guess. Um, but no, he's back. Since January, we've on paper, had the best form out of the bottom 18, um, if that makes sense. Yes. So, obviously, yep. the top two have been promoted. They had the best form um, across the season. Um, but we've had the next best form uh, since January, um, I think, by a couple of points as well. So, mm-hmm. you can't really grumble with that. You know, he definitely gets results. The, the, the thing is, he's proven himself constantly in League One. I think he's had you know three promotions with us, a couple with, with other teams as well. But he never seems to do it in the, in the next level. He's always a, a manager that seems almost too good for League One, but terrible in the Championship. So he's not good enough there either. He needs that sort of, you know, that middle ground. Like, like Scottish League, he'd probably be good, really, then. 
Do you know what? He could actually, he could actually, with his name, he could actually do some some proper damage up there. I guess you know. Exactly. Um, so, did you feel then that all of a sudden that the five four days were going to come back when Ferguson came back in? Yeah, I, I guess I did. I I knew it would work out for the better, especially you know based on where we were, because the team in essence is very much the same team that he got promoted with two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know two players, two or three key players are different. We've got a different keeper. Um, we've got Efren Mason Clark at left wing instead of Sariki Dembele, who you know left us for for Bournemouth, um, mm-hmm. and um, and we've not got Sammy Schwalix anymore because obviously we sold right. him to uh, to Blackburn. But they're the only differences. Yeah. You know, the core of the team is still very much the same from that promotion side. So you know, it was fairly you know, obvious or, you know, pretty much a given that he was going to get tuned out of these players. But you know, there's an element, especially for me as a posh fan, I, I guess a lot of fans aren't feeling the same now. We've we've snuck into the playoffs. But for me, there's definitely an element of, you know, I, we need something different regardless. You know, if we do the impossible and get promoted this season, it would have been an amazing feat and I'd love him forever. But I still don't want him in the championship I know it sounds stupid yeah. after, you know, a successful season, but I just don't want to do it again. You know, we've got three points being uh, deducted from our total next year because of financial ongoings outside of the club. Um, so, you know, we can't really afford to be dropping any more points than than we need to. And, you know, another experiment with Darren Ferguson is not what the club needs right now. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, there's that there's that old old phrase in it where where they say um, if you keep doing the same thing over and over, that's the definition of madness, expecting different results, something to yeah. that effect. And and that's that's what Peter have got. And, and there's an element of stick with what you know and, and and the rest of it. But how many times has Darren Ferguson had, had a bite of the cherry to then well, fuck it up the next time round? You know, exactly. And he always does. He, he didn't even. It's not even just with Peterborough. If it was with Peterborough, I'd understand because, you know, we're not a massive club. We haven't got all the money in the world. You know, we can't just throw money at a transfer window and, and hope for the best. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like the likes of Ipswich or, or Derby. But, I mean, that bit them in the arse as well, didn't it? Um, you know, so we are very limited as a club. But, you know, he's done it at Preston. He went into the championship with them. Did not go well. He got sacked really early. And, you know, he's... Mm-hmm. It's fairly obvious that he's not good enough for that level. So why? Well, I was going to say teams, but it's not even teams. Why Peterborough continue to let him manage at that level is beyond me. Yeah, not not teams in general, just your one, just us. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh, it's madness. Okay, so let's uh, let's drill down into the players then a little bit. Obviously, we've got to talk about Clark Harris um, yes. and and Mason Clark. Um, also, I want to talk a bit about Jack Marriott. Um, had a bit of a loan stint with the uh, with us uh, a couple of years ago when we were fighting for our life in the championship. Yeah, uh, scored shit all goals and they did shit all impact at all. I mean, what, what's it been like for you guys? Uh, a, a bit of a lower level. So, well, I mean, we've actually sold Jack Marriott now. So right. Sort of oh, what was it like? Yes, been. that's it. Yeah, you shipped him <laughs> on. That's right. Yeah. No, do you know what? He'll always be a little bit of a club legend because you know he had one amazing season for us, and then we sold him for five and a half million to Derby, mm-hmm. um, and you know we were laughing at that. He came and he offered us something different, but I mean, it just it wasn't good enough. Like you said, you know, he doesn't score enough goals anymore since he he had that nasty injury at Derby, and you know his pace was a little bit off. So we sent him to to Fleetwood, got a mm-hmm. couple hundred grand for him. Um, mm-hmm. 
And, and I guess he's got he's got like one every four goals with them, hasn't he? He's got something like three three goals in twelve appearances, which which it's a too shabby return, right? I mean, it's not. No, you'd be absolutely happy with that, wouldn't you? Especially for a player you spent next to nothing on. It's, I, I guess, the big thing for for Jacks, it, it needs to find fitness and consistency. I, mm-hmm. I mean, even with us in the championship, I, I, he hadn't been playing much. Obviously, again, due to his injuries, you know, he's had. A, a lot of bad luck to be honest with with the, the ones that he's had he's done his knee in a couple of times he's you know I, I think he's broke a bone in there as well on his leg so you know if he can get a bit of consistency and stop getting injured I think he'd be very good at league one you know he's already had a, a golden boot in league one he, he seems to be doing well for Fleetwood so if he gets that consistency back in the fitness he'll be brilliant yeah yeah I, I always thought he was uh, he was prolific I always thought he knew where the net was I was a bit disappointed yeah. when uh when we got him, and he absolutely stunk the joint out. Now, come on, then let's, let's talk. Let's talk about the big lad. Let's talk. Let's talk about Clark Harris. Um, you you've had him for a number of years, and then and and then on and off, right? And he's 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 come back, and he's he's kind of picked up where he's left off. But he's been there now for about three years, right? And he seems to consistently score goals for you guys. And I remember his time at uh, I want to say Rotherham, and uh, and when he when he was there, and and all and all the rest of that. But I'm just. Um, yeah, I was. Yeah, there was Rotherham, and then he kind of shipped him out on loan every five minutes. But, but you've got. I mean, do you, he's, he's knocking on a bit now, isn't he? You're going to keep hold of him, aren't you? I don't think he's knocking on too bad. I think he's only 28, 29. I mean, for a model, been around for a He does. <laughs> to be honest, so we had him like, like you said. Oh God, must have been eight, maybe ten, nine years, ten years ago. Ten years, yeah. Um, he did nothing. I, I think we maybe played him 10 games. He's, I don't think he scored a league goal. He might have scored in the cup. Um, right. But, you know, he, he wasn't very good, basically. Um, and he was sort of a journeyman. He, like, he had several clubs, some on loan, some you know permanent, for, for a while. And he sort of started picking up his goals. And then he went to uh, Bristol Rovers. Yeah. And then just started bagging, like, goal after goal after goal. So when we signed Ivan Tony for, you know, copious amounts of millions, um, and... Bristol offered us the chance to sign him for 1.3 or something. It was a no-brainer, wasn't it? And like you said, we've had him three years now. He constantly finds the net. Um, it was a little unlucky during the championship season. Fitness and, and and the likes just sort of, you know, weighing him down. Um, but no, back in League One, he's bagging the goals every other week. He, he's fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, the perfect player for this kind of level and, you know, deserving of the captaincy because he whips the boys into shape every game. Absolutely, absolutely. So let's let's talk about Sheffield Wednesday then. Let's uh, let, let's move on. I mean, uh, who who was the um, who was the geezer that got in the elbow fight with Barry Bannon the last time we played at Hillsborough? I can't. Remember. Oh, God. The big old fella at the back. <laughs> um, well, you've only got one big fella, so I'm, I'm imagining you're talking about Frankie Kent. It could could well be. He's absolutely massive, and then uh, he gave gave Bannon a bit of a nudge, and Bannon's knocked him back, and then he's hit the floor like a sack of taters trying to win the uh, trying to win the foul. And uh, and I want to I want to see that play out a little bit more. I want to see more of that because I'm a big fan of that side of the game. Must admit. Um, but yeah, I mean, is he anybody else aside Bannon? Everybody tends to talk about Bannon, and we know how good he is in this league. But is he anybody else that you've kind of looked at and thought IOP's not playing, or we've got to keep mm, an eye on him and, and this. Yeah, yeah. Just don't, just don't want to see him on the pitch. If if he accidentally falls over and gets a nasty gash on his leg in the warm up on Friday, <laughs> I'll, I'll be I'll be really upset for you. <laughs> be a real shame, wouldn't it? No, I, there's <laughs> a um, 
with, with Windass. So he's been injured for the last few weeks, like a good few weeks, okay. and he made a substitute appearance uh, the last couple of games. So he's he's only coming back from injury very recently. So um, his time on the pitch might be quite limited. And what that's done has forced us into playing two out and out strikers up front, as opposed to playing a forward off the off of Smith's shoulder, and. Um, and it's just not got the same dynamic. You know, uh, Windass's injury and unfortunately George Byers in the centre mid as well is, is when we absolutely threw the buffer that we had in terms of winning this league that we thought we were going to two months ago. You know, it was in the bag. We were, you know, we were booking holidays and all sorts. And now, now everybody's everybody's cancelling their plans in May. So, um, so yeah, so Windass for me is the, is the glue that, that mixes the, the midfield and, uh, and, and what, we've, what we've got up top together. Um, I, I I think you're right to 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 pick him out, but I feel his um, appearance on the field might be somewhat um, mooted. Okay, that's that, I mean that's great for us. I'm happy with that. You, you, you've made my day there. So yeah, so uh, so yeah, so um, I've, I've got. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'm giving you some good stats here to get. I'm, I'm going to give you a false hope because I I don't know, right? I, how do you think this game's going to go, right? So first games at uh, and do you know what? I need to get the name of the stadium right because it's not so, called what it used to be, did it? No, so it, it's London Road. It's not London that's Road. The, well, that's what the fans will always call it, but we obviously yeah, yeah. sold the rights because you know money. Um, so it's now the Western Home Stadium. Western Home Stadium. Whenever I hear that stadium name, that's why it always made me laugh because it always sounded like that scene from the Craze movie with Tom Hardy, where like a Western. You know what yes. I mean? Yeah, yeah. It just always always pops into my head every time I hear it. That's what it was. London Road absolutely escaped my head because yes. I knew it was called somewhere else. It's like the Sports Direct St. James's Arena or oh. whatever it was called for a bit. Um, okay. So uh, this this game's coming up. We've got it tomorrow night. We're recording this on Thursday. So the game's coming up tomorrow night. Um, how do you think it's going to go? I, I think it's going to be it's going to be a game of two halves, but you know, not in the obvious way. I mean, obviously, every game's a game of two halves, but it, I think the the first sort of 20, 30, 40 minutes are going to be very cagey. It's going to be you know nerves all around in in atmosphere and on the pitch, and you know, I, I think it's going to be you know not a lot happening, um, but I think there'll probably be something happening late in the first half, be that a goal or a feisty tackle that leads to a, a, a red card for either side. And that's when the game's going to open. I am I, honestly expecting a red card tomorrow. Um, I don't know who oh, for. Wow. I, I, honestly, I, in, in my honest opinion, I think this game could go either way. I think it's going to be very open in the second half, but there needs to be something that happens in the first half, either a red card or a goal for that to happen. I, I, I really think it will. The uh, the red card could probably go to that big Kent. So uh, <laughs> I, I I tell you what the the way I was seeing it myself, right? I thought, look, it's uh it's the first leg of a semi final playoff. Normally these are quite cagey, tentative affairs. Under McCann, right? If we were playing you under McCann, I'd be worried about it. I'd be sat there going, this is going to be a shit dour shit game of shit football. But now Ferguson's back. It could be anything. It because I tell you what the. What, to, you know, to give him his dues, one thing that Ferguson ain't going to do is to coin a phrase, park the bus, right? He's going to go for it. He's going he's to get some goals at home. You would think so, but every now and again, he does. It, it's, it's really weird. He'll either really go for it, play three at the back and, and let everyone sort of, you know, open themselves up. Or he will sit back and it's, 
it's very hit and miss on what, what games he feels he needs to do that because on the big games, we'll attack. We'll go for goals. We always mm-hmm. seem to do well against the bigger teams in the league and the mm-hmm. teams that are up there in the table. But it's, it's the game's lower end that we, we always seem to struggle because we set up wrong. And, you know, Ferguson is, I don't want to say tactically inept, but oh, hey, there's a reason he's managing in League One, you know. There's a, yeah, there's a, I, I don't know where Peterborough sits though for me, right? So obviously, you know, the, the League One this year has been relatively strong for League One with, you know, I'm going to put ourselves in there. Ipswich have been in there a couple of years now, but, you know, they're, they're, they're a huge club, right? They've got European titles and, and whatnot. Yeah. You've got Plymouth have been very good for a couple of years. Um, and then you've got Bolton, Barnsley, all played at, at the top, top level. And then you've got other teams in, in League One, like teams that, some of our fans have never been to the ground of like Fleetwood, Accrington, Stanley, players like Forest where Green. Do Pete, Forest Green, where do Peterborough sit? Because as far as your Accrington, Stanleys and Forest Greens look at Peterborough, like, listen, this is a big club. Get your nut down. You're going to have to graft. Whereas there's some teams at the top of the table going, hey, it's only bloody Peterborough. What, you know what I mean? Like, it, I, I yeah. don't know where they sit. No, so I mean, in terms of fan base and size, we're, we're probably you know, one of the, the more established League One teams towards the, the, the upper end. You know, in terms of the money that we bring in and our fan base, we probably should be challenging for the very least playoffs every year. Um, now, the fan base that are a little bit more biased would probably say, oh, we're in that bracket that Rotherham are, you know, we're, we're a bit too good for League One, but, you know, not good enough for the championship. We're not at that, that level. Rotherham have got that perch sewn up. That is oh, a team... <laughs> that is a one team gang and it's just Rotherham. Exactly. And it's, I'd love to say that, you know, our team's up on the up and up, but I'm really not sure. I mean, our, our fan base has been growing a little bit, you know, uh, since we came back out of COVID, um, you know, our attendance to games has been quite a bit higher, even at League One. You know, obviously the championship season helped, but, you know, we're still averaging eight and a half K a game at home for us, which, you know, for teams like Sheffield and Derby and Bolton, that sounds terrible. Like, you know, you could probably get that on an away game for, for some of them, but for us, we, we home, can't, we can't get, we can't get the allowance. They won't give us the team. No, exactly. <laughs> but, um, you know, that, that, that's really good for us. And, you know, we, we never really travel in terms of fans very well. Um, but we seem to be taking on regular occurrence, you know, a couple of thousand to, to some of the more local games. And, and for us, that's huge. So, the, you know, mm-hmm. the, the profile of the team, I guess, is growing and that's fantastic for us. But you know, I, I think it's still going to be a couple of seasons of doing what we do best, which is buying young and selling young um, mm-hmm. to sort of get a foothold in, in the upper echelon of where we're challenging for automatics every year and, and maybe, you know, yo-yo in between the leagues. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a nice place to be. It's a nice place to be. So, right, sure. so I'm going to... I'm going to slow down here, uh, and I'm going to talk to you about the uh, about the potential lineup. This is the lineup on the screen now of uh, the, uh, the last time we played each other back um, back in March. Is this going to change much? Um, yes. I mean, you got. Mason I mean, it's, it's pretty ma- it's pretty nailed on. Yeah, I, I would maybe not expect Burrows and Dog Better to start in the same game, I think it would be either mm-hmm. or because they'll probably mm-hmm. play that left wing back role. Um, mm-hmm. And then you'll have Mason Clark go in um, on the left wing mm-hmm. instead of you know, either Burrows or, or a better, probably Burrows. Um, and you'd have an extra midfielder in there. So mm-hmm. 
I, I, that's that's pretty close to how I would expect us to, to line up, though. But you you never know, right? It's Darren Ferguson. It could be four strikers up front. It, it, you know, it, it's an absolute bloody mess. Um, yeah. So listen, I was debating whether we catch up after this after this game next week and go do this again and dissect the game. But I'll I'll see what ta- we'll, we'll wait until the result happens, uh, and then we'll just, if we want to talk to each other or not, and then see if we can talk about the some of the big decisions. But listen, thanks a lot for joining us. Um, thanks a lot, and uh, you know, have a good day out. But let's not not too good, right? Well, yeah, we'll, we'll see how the game goes. If, if we win, then I'm, I'm I'm free anytime. You know, we'll have a chat. But um, yeah. <laughs> all right, no worries. Thanks a lot. See you. Later. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Blair, I've put you. I've put you on specially. I brought you onto the side to talk about men's grooming downstairs. Grooming. <laughs> well, as you know, I'm the biggest men's grooming guy in the biz today, Foot. Well, of, of course you are. Of, of course you are. I, and I know that you're a big gym guy. I know you're a big runner. And have you ever been out and about, and all of a sudden you've got what can be described as a small fire down there? It's as red as a fire engine down there sometimes, Foot. Well, I tell you what, that's a good point because uh, right now the Wednesday week for the next few weeks is going to be brought to you by Manscaped, and we're giving away. Well, we're giving away uh, discounts on the Manscaped 4.0 bundle. What's what's include? I've got it's the performance package, mate. Uh, You've got the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, yeah, a crop reviver toner. So you know it brings it back (laughs) if you need it. Uh, Performance boxer briefs. If uh, if performing is an issue for you, mate, I'm fully seated, but you know, <laughs> fully seated. I, I enjoy that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, and then we've got all all the bits that keep it off the bathroom floor. Uh, we've got um, well, it's waterproof. It cuts down the um, the issue that you might get. It helps reduce the likelihood of getting an ingrowing hair as well. Perfect. And that's you know what I mean? a Gillette fan. In it, in it. So I thought you'd be a fan. So listen, you guys back home, you guys watching and listening right now, uh, you can get a discount on this if you enter the code TWW20 into the uh, into the checkout at the end, and you can get yourself a 20% discount. That's the Manscaped 4.0 bundle. Get on it. The Wednesday Week is also brought to you by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. I bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget chair boxers coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping, and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later! Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., 
This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.